We have no idea where they are on the table, by the way. I know you have a 10 match win streak. Yeah. I was pissed this about is that. So true. But I'm like, come on, are they close? <laughs> are they up there? I know Tottenham and Liverpool aren't doing well, but they kind of be close, right? Are they top four? I got to know this. <laughs> Hey sports nerds, welcome to a Nerdy Bunch review of Ted Lasso Season 3, Episode 10. My name's English Dave, and joining me to figure out if I missed an episode is my co-host Tim Sportsman. What's up, Tim? It's a great question, Dave. I got a lot of questions, not a lot of answers, <laughs> and there's only two episodes left. Well, Let's get into it. I mean, Coach Tim, your team's okay. on a 10-game ten, ten winning streak. How do you feel? One of the only things good, one of the only good things about this season right now, they're in a 10, 10 match win streak. They keep like yes. messing up with all this stuff. Like it's not your fault. It's the commentary from Ted Lasso. They're calling football <laughs> soccer. They're calling Ugh. these games. Haven't we learned already? Come on. Ugh. We should know better. Throws me off. That Soccer Saturday opening. I, I, I'm yeah. just like, uh, I know there's alliteration. Soccer Saturday. Okay, I get it. Because football Saturday doesn't ring the same way, but whatever, you could have found something else to work with it. I just ugh. football Fridays make it work. Yeah, it work. And the game, the the opening starts off again. This is why I think I've missed an episode. Nate is out right. at West Ham. Yeah. Okay. He's out. Just okay. We find out later on. We'll get into <laughs> it. We find out later on that he, because we assume that he's fired, and everyone else assumes he was fired, but we find out later on that he quit. You know, one of the things that you and I have been talking about this season in terms of Nate is it's one thing to see Nate fall in love, but we haven't seen Nate, uh, uh, one, fully as a coach on this team and his reaction to becoming quote-unquote good again and how that reaction to the team, you know, we were thinking there's going to be some kind of face-off with 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 uh, 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 Rupert. You know, we were thinking that maybe Jade will help Nate, you know, grow a pair and actually stand up for himself and we see that whole scene even if nate quit we didn't see it it was just told to us through exposition let's go straight into it what do you think of nate's story this episode we don't see anything man we don't even see edwin and khufu throw the food at all these billionaire boys you know and and realistically we'll get to nate but is he really gonna throw food at each and every one of them like, like, what happened in that room? I have no idea. All I know is the Super League is gone. But let's go to <laughs> Nate. Nate's coming back to Richmond. I know they didn't say it yet, but he's coming back. He's playing I mean, the he, violin. He, he went to the locker. He went to the locker room. He did. He, he did he put out the stuff for for Will. And he apologized to Will. You know, he put everything. Well, through a note. But okay. <laughs> yeah, a little. I'm sorry. The one that kid. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah we're just supposed to accept it that we like nate and that's what we kind of have already talked about throughout this series um it was such a perfect balance of showing us why we need to like him and then why we need to hate him and now coming back to the good side it's almost rushed and forced i don't like how that feels as an audience member i was a little annoyed through i'd say 80 percent of this episode the end kind of warmed me up, and I'm like, all right, you know what? There's two episodes left. Let me give them some credit, but I'm not feeling great about it. I don't know where they're going to go. Um, they didn't have enough situation between the conversation of Jade and Nate. I think this is a perfect opportunity for Jade to actually talk, not go to Poland, talk to Nate, and then maybe meet the family or like something like that. I liked the conversation between Nate and his dad. I think that's 
at least for me, something that hit home for sure. You know, a father that was hard on him, but because he didn't know how to parent a genius, he didn't know what to do. He thought he should be hard on him. Well, at the end of the day, he just wants his son to be happy. And that's what I hear consistently from every parent. I just want my kids to be happy. You know, whether it's being a football coach, being an expert violinist, he's a, a wonder kid. And just don't call yourself the wonder kid. You know, you could be a genius, <laughs> but don't need to walk in the room. Hi, Nate. Hi, I'm Nate. I'm the genius. Like, nice to meet you. Like, no, nah, come on, Nate. I'm still pissed. I'm sorry. You know, this, this, that, the aspect of Nate, you know, he, he sneaks to his parents' house to get away from the paparazzi and all that stuff. And I understand all that to get away from the pressure and everything like that. And I, I feel, I wish we had more of the back and forth between Nate and his dad this season to see Nate's dad reacting to him as the new head coach and things like that. Cause we got a bit of Nate's dad in previous seasons, how tough he was, but I wish it was a, a thing that built more so that when he does apologize, there's more of a catharsis to it. You know, we, we get a lot of Nate telling us this, how I felt instead of having seen how he felt with that. And then I just, I don't know. It kind of makes sense, but I was a bit thrown off with dad's like, Oh yeah, you were a genius. It's like, Whoa. Okay. We just found that out. <laughs> you know, like you said, <laughs> these are things that on their own, out of context, on their own, they seem interesting, but because they haven't been digested enough, you know, it just, I'm like, you're throwing this in now? Like, whoa, okay, what if you should have, I mean, I get we're calling him Nate the Great and all that stuff, and he was good at coming with tactics, but we never quite showed that he was a genius. Yeah. You know, and that was an, an aspect to it. And then to have that be the, the reason the dad says was like, whoa, throwing off. And then, you know, this was back to being another long episode, and I felt a lot of Nate's scenes seemed to drag the episode. Oh, yeah. You know, I get, I get they're trying to show a montage of him going through it, but I'm like, okay, we get it. <laughs> like, how long do you have to keep seeing this for? And I like, I agree with you. I think taking Jade off the table so early on the episode, I was like, oh, okay, who's just going to go to Poland? You know, like, it would have been interesting to have him go with her, maybe, and just be the whole episode between two of them being on the plane flight, you know, and, or we find out that he quit. Like, we never got a sense as much as Nate was feeling, we were getting hints that Nate was feeling some kind of way about the things he missed about Richmond, you know, like the diamond dogs and things like that. We never got the sense that he was like, fuck it, I'm quitting. You know, like your team is doing well, yeah. you know, you're middle of the season and just like that you quit. And I'm not saying it's impossible for him to quit, but for, for the audience, if you're going to, if a coach of a team that's doing well quits like that, that means there's drama involved, right? I would love to have seen that drama as opposed to just off screen. You know, I would love to see him tell Rupert what was the interaction like. Let's see Nate actually, you know, step up for himself against Rupert. Because again, we've been building this up all season with like Rupert being this person telling Nate what to do. This is how you should dress. This is the car you should have. These are the women you should date. And I would love to be Nate say like, you know, I don't want to live that life. I quit. Kind of things. Like, you know what I'm saying? He just hides at home. But just like you're saying, yeah. like, Show us the conflict. Show us, like, we know you don't like Rupert and you don't respect him. But then it went from, it, it was almost like we missed two months of action. We missed yeah, yeah. Richmond on a 10-match win streak. 10 matches takes a long time. It's two and a half months mm -hmm. minimum. And now they have a little <laughs> break for the World Cup. Okay, cool. Sam didn't get it because Edwin Akufu puts in a $20 million check. And he decides to rent out the whole restaurant and reserve every table. So he's like, I'm going to destroy your life. Let's give us like a little conflict there. Like show us more. Not just say like, okay, Edwin's a dick. Uh, Nate's nice now. 
Keely's back with Roy. Uh, Ted, who knows what he's up to. We only have two episodes left. There was so much jam-packed in this and not enough digging with each topic. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And let's let's go to Edwin. Um, like you said, Edwin coming back, for Sam, it was just like a little side thing, right? It wasn't really part of Sam's storyline. Again, I think they don't know what to do with Sam this season. It's just like, throw him here and there. He had an awkward moment with Rebecca, but I don't know if that's even going anywhere. He had even that awkward, weird high-five moment with Edwin's uh, uh, assistant. I was just like, okay, we're... I get it, but he's just dragging this joke for too long. You know, like Pinky Dick. Oh, oh, you're no name, Pinky Dick. I'm like, okay, I get it, but let's let's go forward. But I wanted to ask you this: one of the narratives they they kind of pull off with Edwin. And I'm not sure how I feel about how it was, how it was executed. Not necessarily for the narrative, because it's a narrative that has been in in football lately in terms of this idea of a super league. What did you think of how it was uh, done in this one? Because, you know, this is something that has been talked about, right, in, in real world, in terms of let's create a Super League, all the best teams. And from and people have had different arguments from how this show used, uh, this could kind of push out people who don't have money to that narrative of now you're going to have international players playing too many games because there's too many competitions going out in, in, in a given time. What did you think of how this handled that idea of a Super League? Yeah, I mean, they bring Edwin in. They're like, all right, remind us of, you know, these billionaire boys and, and how, like, awful they can be. And, you know, Rebecca's little joke of, yeah, I can't wait for old men to, you know, talk straight to my chest. It's like, ha, 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 ha. <laughs> now Rupert has this, like, nice assistant instead of this, like, bimbo assistant. Okay, great. He's growing. Okay. And now Rebecca's speech was the best part of it all. You know, she's breaking mm-hmm. down, you know, as Keely said in her text, picture them as little boys so she pictured them as little boys (laughs) instead of these like you know billionaires who are intimidating and she talks to them about like why we love football and how it turns men into heroes and how you know let's let's not like destroy why like let's not rip this away from people this is something they're passionate about this is something that they can watch when they're upset with their family drama and their their careers and they're upset with everything, but they can come and, and, and root for Jamie Tart to score a goal, something as simple as that. Like, let's not be so greedy. Do we need another billion? Do, do billionaires, and I know this, look, everybody wants more money. Even people with $10 billion want more money, but she's opening it up for the audience and being like, do we really need the Super League? Or are you going to, rip away all the davids like richmond as a club they are the antithesis of a david they even though they're doing great this season we have no idea where they are on the table by the way i know they have a 10 match win streak yeah i was pissed about so that true. But i'm like come on are they close <laughs> are they up there i know tottenham and liverpool aren't doing well but they gotta be close right are they top four i gotta know this stuff. but like rebecca's like look i don't want to do this and everybody agrees and she pulls in Rupert's story of this little boy who kicked the security guard in the nuts because basically he got caught and snapped. And then 25 years later, he buys the club and gives the guy a, a promotion for no reason other than what happened 25 years ago. I loved her speech, but overall, as this like Super League, they didn't really dig into it much. They kind of just gave us little like newspaper clippings and basically saying like, you know, here's an opportunity for us to get Rupert and rebecca together in a close setting and that almost kiss and that was forced that was our way of of making sure rupert and rebecca are done 
when she says, you know, I no longer care if I beat Rupert to Ted. That was the whole point of that narrative. Yep. It was just so that we can get there. And I'm fine to where we got. I just don't like how we got there. And, you know, the Super League storyline would have been perfect to be a season arc, mm-hmm. right? Introduce it at the beginning of the, of the season. Mm-hmm. Building, building. Maybe we could have brought Edwin back at the beginning of the season. And then you could have given more for Sam and he's kind of relentlessly attacking Sam. He's like, oh, never stop. You know, okay, we have two episodes left. <laughs> you know, <laughs> you know, like you could have been building this attack on Sam. Like, in fact, he could have been the one that kind of paid the prime minister, you know, the whole Sam episode of the restaurant episodes ago. Sure. That could have been part of that, too. You know, we could have been building, building, building. And so when Rebecca makes the speech now, it would have had a lot more build up to be impactful because I agree. Her speech was great. Mm-hmm. It's just like, you know, we never got the, the the fan reaction to the Super League. What are fans thinking? We only see just a small reaction of people. You know, it's only really in terms of the good side. Rebecca and 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 part of Higgins' point of view, but I would have loved to see the fans talking about it, like, oh my god, the Super League having debates, you know, because just like we do, you know, whenever we hear about these news and sports, us fans we debate, we discuss, you know, our perspective is something that is heard a lot, but we don't really hear a fan perspective of this. This is just relegated to the rich people, and then even then, as good as Rebecca's speech was, I just feel like everybody in the room seemed to agree so quickly, like it's that easy to convince a bunch of billionaires to. Lose money, make more money. Yeah, because no. <laughs> like, I thought, I thought when Edwin was like, Psh, whatever, I thought everyone would be like, Psh, whatever, and maybe Rupert's the only one that's yeah. like, no, she's right, you know, because it was the story she told was personal to him. I could understand why he changes, but some of these other guys, like that guy that was cons- consistently like saying these uh, uh, sexist remarks to her, mm-hmm. I thought he would at least be like, fuck that shit. I want to make money. You know? <laughs> and like you said, cut to the scene of him just have thrown food all over them. Okay. I guess that happened. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But, you know, or even I, the way they kicked I think, the Russian billionaire out of the room and they made the whole joke about the pushing pole <laughs> door. I'm like, it's just awkward. Yeah. Like, I wanted to enjoy it, but mm-hmm. like, I was just annoyed throughout this. I'm like, all right, I'm going to watch it because we're doing this. You know, I'm not going to quit, you know, but yeah, like, yeah, yeah, I want yeah. to enjoy this episode. I want to be intrigued and looking forward to like, oh, what's going to happen there? Instead of like, all right, how are they going to finish this? It gives me like Game of Thrones flashbacks. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, it's just like, gosh. Again, like we've spoken about quite a few episodes this season, I feel that they, again, they have this internal mandate. Let's keep the episode. Like, why is it an hour and three minutes? you know like that's such a random time frame and there's i could just look back and see many parts you could have edited out edit that out edit that out what that high five moment with sam the assistant take that out like like sam knows what's coming we know what's coming so it's not even funny when it comes it's not even it's like that scene is the definition of cutting room floor like throw that shit in the closet (laughs) i swear i was so annoyed (laughs) because you're getting in my mind now where i'm like was that necessary was that necessary (laughs) it's like what was the point sometimes you can cut scenes earlier and finish them off um one funny through through line story that happens in this episode as well speaking of the international games which again i thought international game situation would be uh uh, uh, more prevalent to the episode that'd be more of a thing but it's more of a side thing in this episode and it really focuses more on on uh van damme and danny rojas (laughs) and danny's like which which I thought it was funny, the concept of Danny being like, we are no longer teammates right now. But what bothered me about that is Danny's never shown that kind of aggression. 
you know, like, why doesn't he play like that against other teams? You know, suddenly internationally, he shows aggression. Like, I can understand saying we're not teammates, but he's never been that aggressive. What did you think of that story? Oh, I agree. I thought it was so awkward, you know, from the, him crumbling the Doritos and giving him the empty bag yeah, back I, and him saying, like, we're no longer friends right. and then kicking the ball right in his face, breaking his nose. But then all <laughs> right. of a sudden, they're back. He's never done that. They're back together on the team. He's like, yeah, we're fine now. Just like you're saying, right. Danny Rojas has always been this like extremely joyful person, like shows no animosity. I could see Jamie Tart, maybe, maybe not at this phase mm -hmm. of Jamie Tart, but somebody like that being like, all right, I'm winning this for my country. This is for England. Like, mm -hmm. I'm like, I want more Higgins. I got Higgins spilling the tea because yeah, he was scared again. I relate to that. Like someone walks in my room, I'm just about to like enjoy, relax with a nice cup of tea. And then Rebecca comes in like, hey, I've asked everybody. How about your mom? Why would I ask my mom for advice? Come on, who asked their mom for advice? He, he was so happy. He's like, oh, please sit, please. He was so <laughs> He knows He knows he's not the first person on the list, but he's happy he's before yeah. mom. <laughs> I did like that he kind of opened her eyes to what really happens in in uh, uh, Willy Wonka, the chocolate factory. <laughs> She's like, no. He's like, oh, I'm sorry. They're all dead. <laughs> That's so on brand, though. He Just does... give me more of that. Right, right. We have enough characters. Right. We don't need a Bumberbatch, you know, side piece right now. This is no. disgusting. No, no, no. All right, let's talk about Rebecca. I mean, yeah, actually, let's yeah. go to Rebecca. We actually spoke about Rebecca. Let's go to, sorry, let's go to uh, uh, Keely. Yeah. And we'll call, you know, Keely. Um, again, we said it from day one. We saw the red flags with Jack and her, 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 her um, business is, is, is destroyed. I was going to say, did, 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 did. I did like Keely uh, meeting with May. I thought that was a nice uh, sure. moment with May from the yeah. bar. I thought that was really good. And May giving her advice. It's like, my name's May. I, I, I find it interesting that Keely and May have never met. It makes sense. <laughs> you know, they've never met. It makes complete sense. And she's like, oh, what's your name? May, short for something? Maybe. <laughs> and it's like, okay, maybe. Are you going in here? <laughs> 40 plus years. And it, no big deal. Right, right. And I love the, what do you think of the lightning advice? Yeah, it was what great. Was he was like, everything I touch turns to shit. And then May says, shit makes everything grow. It's better to follow your gut than to pretend to be excited following someone else's. That was the first moment of this Loved episode it. where I was like, all right, cool. Nice life lesson. That's what Ted Lasso gives us. Mm -hmm. And then they gave us a few more mm -hmm. later. But May, May's always there to be the mm -hmm. rational perspective. Well, I don't know about rational. But, um, you know, like um, a grounding perspective. She's a boss. Yes. Someone yes. that owns a, a pub, lives or dies by the success Fort, of 40 years. And but she doesn't want another skinny bitch like passing out on her, you know, bar stool. <laughs> She's like, all right, let me feed you. Let me feed you. You know, Dan, Dan may think you're the nicest and hottest boss ever, but I, I need to make sure you're properly fed. So you're not going to be drunk leaving this spot. I did like um, uh, the moments between Barbara and yeah. Keely, you know, kind of humanizing Barbara yeah. more. And with the globe, I was like, oh, it's no globe. I like that core. See, that's a good example of, you know, a setup and payoff with that character. And she's like, it only counts if I pay for it. Yeah. <laughs> and she's like, oh, it was 60 quid. Like, 60. 60 pounds? What? Oh, but pay for that, girl. Yeah. Right? And she's like, I'm going to need the receipt. I did. It's like, oh, I can email it to you. Yeah. But then later, when she comes back with the juicy pants, because, you know, it's real. She likes clothes yeah. that tell the truth. Uh, she said. You know, juicy booty over here. <laughs> but then she comes back. She joins Keely. 
He's like, I want, I want back on the team. I, le- I left Jack. But I thought it was weird with the receipt yeah, yeah. where she was like, oh, sorry, like, let me not hug you. I need to go get the receipt. But I thought it was an email. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. you know, you're not just going to pull yeah, it yeah, up yeah. off your phone. <laughs> I mean, again, this is this is this is this is a nitpick uh, that the show kind of skips scenes that we could have seen. Um, let's skip Keely for a bit. We'll come back to her because uh, we we'll go to Roy because his story uh, com- uh, converges with Keely's narrative. Roy, uh, his his uh, niece Phoebe is having an uncle's day for Uncle Roy. Have we seen Phoebe's mum before? I don't no, no, no. Seen her I'm before. like almost one hundred percent sure there, but. Jamie thinks yeah, so she's fit, f- so maybe she'll be around a little while. <laughs> and Jamie th- doesn't have anybody right now. Keely's off the market. No, no. Yeah, right. <laughs> I like, I like, I like two things. I like um, Phoebe's gift yes. to Roy because it's. I love the. I I love the tie dye. Oh, it's red, red, orange, and yellow, <laughs> like your name. I was like, oh, love that's it. smart. I like it. <laughs> I did. I did like him wearing the shirt shirt to work, and everyone's just reactions like. Even Trent's reaction, like Trent walks in, like what? <laughs> I thought that scene was funny. Though I would have found it a lot funnier if he wore the shirt that Jamie got for him. Because <laughs> I, I love that joke where he's like, he's like, oh yeah, it's got your name at the back yeah. of it. I changed the yeah. E to a U, and everyone's like, oh, <laughs> even the door. Uncle Jamie, you owe me a, a, a one pound. He's like, why? You made me think it. <laughs> he made me think it's a good line and really (laughs) sentimental giving him like a game worn kit from the 2014 world cup Mm -hmm. it was a big world cup episode i wish they gave us a little bit more world cup Mm -hmm. of course as a sports fan Mm -hmm. um you know jamie did well but and also like with the world cup we'll get back to phoebe but they were up six nil and jamie comes in off the bench like totally unnecessary come on man i don't need that (laughs) sympathy who is who, who is England beating six <laughs> 0 I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> At the World Cup, I I I want to know like six six. I gotta rewind. No. Like I support England where I can, but yeah. six. Yeah. I thought no. I I refuse to believe that that was happening. But I did like that Jamie wore Sam's yeah. number. Yeah. Twenty four. His little homage to Sam. That was that was good. Um. And then I think that the the picture Sam puts at the end, I think that was his dad in the 1994 World Cup. It's supposed to be the team that his dad played, the Nigeria team, his dad. But then again, I just, I felt like we didn't get enough of how Sam feels for not being part of the thing. You know, like I would have had Sam watching Nigeria play, you know, things like that. Like be like, ah, oh, I could have been there and seeing that. It's almost just a quick way to bring Edwin back in. Um, speaking of rushed, you know, we bring in Phoebe's teacher that we've seen before. Uh, uh, to meet Roy, and I was thinking, ooh, are we gonna put these two together? Because we've had hints about it before when he was with Keely, but alas, all she did was serve to remind him of something like, ooh, and I didn't even get that. Like I thought he had this realization, he has to quickly leave, and then he writes the letter to 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 Keely. And what my thing was trying to understand was what part of that interaction with the teacher made him realize I should write this letter. Especially because last week we had Rebecca speak to Roy and say things like, hey, you know, you get in your own head. You're the one that kind of drops things. So you think that conversation would be the conversation that puts a spark in him. I'm not quite sure why this happens, but it's what happens. And then he goes and speaks to to Keely. But I think I got it. So, you know, Phoebe's teacher says to Roy, you know, 
you look less stuffed. You look lifted. Like, you know, mm-hmm. you're happier. Simply put, like you're less stressed and and anxious. And she just says, um, "I just hope the mess didn't cause too much damage." And then his, you know, letter, even though he scrapped like <laughs> five or six, because handwriting is terrible. Edits. <laughs> well, I mean, my handwriting sucks too. I wish as an architecture student I had better penmanship, I, but I got a lot of shit for that in college. Uh, anyway, so Phoebe, you know, brings out the lighter side in him. His niece brings the tie-dye shirt. Everybody has that comedic silence. I thought that was like one of my favorite parts of the whole episode. And then later, he has a different tie-dye shirt the black, with like yeah. blues and, and darker, like yeah, a darker yeah, yeah. tie-dye, but still. Like so, he's like lifted. He's lighter, and then he goes to Keely's door, tries to throw it under the door, but then Keely scares him, says "Oi!" and then you know has the cute little scene with those two, and then he professes his love to her, and explains that look, you're Keely fucking Jones. You're a boss. You're a boss of KJPR. You're a boss of everybody. Like you, you are amazing, and I hope that my insecurities didn't hurt you. He had this like epiphany moment. I thought that was actually nicely connected. I, I like that Phoebe's teacher, even though she was upset with how she flirted <laughs> with him, was still able to bring out like an obvious thing that he should have already known, but because he's so stuck in his ways. And many other people have told him that this season. He was able to truly connect with Keely, and then they shag at the end of the episode, and he pulls in with the pink. <laughs> I think it's, I think we've seen him wear that before doll. in a previous season. Yeah, in a previous season. So. Which again, I find it interesting that again, I just think while I like that letter moment, I think we skip a lot of things. They've slept with each other. I think there's conversation between the two of them that we've missed because he broke up with her. He. When things, at least from her point of view, things are going well, things are going great. We're kind of having a semi-future together. And then you want to leave me? Just like that, with no detailed explanation. I feel like there's a conversation before you sleep together, you get back together again. It's like, oh, don't worry about that, we're together. And again, this for me speaks more to the fact that a lot of major plot points happen in this show, like Nate leaving the team, you know. That just happened, and we find out after the fact. We don't get the the messy, dirty moments of ah, oh, I need to get out of here, or ah, oh, we should fight, and then we've made up, and we've come through the fire, and we're stronger for it. You know, like are Keely and Roy stronger for it now? How does Keely know that Roy's not going to be like, yeah, I'm, you know, like do this again? How did Roy? Did Roy know that Keely and Jack were broken up? You know, like did that any of those conversations again? We can assume that maybe they had these conversations, but that's us assuming, and we shouldn't be assuming. We should be, we should know, we should see. You know, so it's like I get the joke because she's telling Rebecca, like, oh, that would have been terrible if you and 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 Rupert who would do that, and then Roy walks in. Funny joke, I get it, but character narrative. Also, like I said to you before, is it good for Keely to be moving from one person to the other with no breaks in between? I don't know how healthy that is. You want to take yeah, a break. See, a little girl's trip. You know, trip. Everyone that yeah. she's been with in this show is someone who's close to her proximity in some way. You know, it's either, you know, a t- uh, someone who works for the club or someone who's her boss. And, and it's going, it's almost like everyone's a rebound that stayed too long. And, and, and it's like, I want to see Keely take care of Keely. You know, and, and again, maybe that could still happen. Maybe this was just a moment of Roy. Doesn't necessarily, just because they slept together doesn't necessarily mean they're back together. 
you know, though that's what's hinting at. I, if I was guessing, that's what's hinting at. But you never know with this show. Um, where else have you got? Da, 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 da. Uh, any other storylines that you got here? I think that's the 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 major major plot points in this episode. And again, I that's the major yeah, ones. Yeah, that didn't have no. much to do this this, this episode. Season. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> it's the season. Like Ted, what's Ted's arc of the season? Yeah, it's only called Ted. The Lasso. best thing he's done is come up with a, a tactic that already existed. True. <laughs> you know? And mope around about it. Actually, I was going to ask you. I, I was thinking about. I was thinking about this as I was writing my notes. Um, okay. Again, for me, I don't like wasted scenes in storytelling. Right. I like a scene that drives the narrative forward, or something that's going to be set up for a payoff. A couple of episodes into this the, to this season, Higgins has a conversation with Rebecca about the possibility of having to let go of Ted. What was the point of that? Because yeah. Ted doesn't even get wind of that. It's not like something that he hears about, oh my God, he's stressed. Oh, I could lose my job, blah, blah, blah. And then clearly they have a 10-match winning streak right now, so they're not going to fire him now. So like, what was the point of that kind of... It was almost like they were setting us up for something that could come later because Rebecca's like kind of rubs it off. So I was like, ooh, why did they say that? But now I'm like, no. It's not. They're not going to fire Ted. If Ted leaves the club, it'd be his own choice after a, a, a win, not necessarily fired because he's losing. You know, so I'm like, like this. Yeah. He may still yeah. leave, but at mm-hmm. the top, as you mm-hmm. mentioned. And Rebecca spits the tea in his face to bring us back to yep. the beginning, how they met. You know, so their relationship's clearly yeah. good. So then what was the point of that? Well, yeah, where, where <laughs> yeah. Going? So what was the point of, oh, we might have to fire Ted? This is just example of little scenes throughout the season that were like, oh, why was that scene in there? Or things like we spoke about before. Zava, what was the point of the Zava, Zava storylines? You know, why we why do we have these things? And again, we, we see the, the the Rebecca with the match the green matchbook this episode. Where is that going? I'm still not quite sure. It's like we're seeing things. We keep hinting at it. <laughs> but I have no idea. Ted, Ted yeah. had it. And also, Rebecca and Sam had their little awkward mm-hmm. moment. So that's consistently being dragged yeah. on. So, like, What's happening there? We know Sam's upset. We know Nate's a mess. I hated how Nate was just hiding at home. And then he snuck into his parents and hiding at home. And then his mother was overly lovey. I understand that's what a mother does. But the father's there to be like tough. And they were both mm-hmm, soft. Mm-hmm. And nobody really had like any growing conversation. No, no there's, that's, that's mm-hmm. what I'm saying. Rebecca's speech was solid. Oh, I'm frustrated, man. Trust that, me. That's what I'm saying in terms of also, Overall, also with uh, 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 what I was saying about uh, Keely and, 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 and Roy. It's like no one's having these conversations. These Because one thing I've always liked about Ted Lasso is that as funny and joyful and fun as it is, it wasn't afraid from having the real deep conversations. Sometimes we have to go to these hard to, to, to discuss conversations in order to come out the other side better, right? We have to go through that. And I thought, you know, opportunity for Nate to have these hard, hard conversations, either with, 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 with uh, uh, Rupert, his team, or someone, or for, 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 for you know, Keeley and, and, and Roy to have these hard conversations. Like, we're missing a whole bunch of big shit. Last episode ends with, with, with uh, um, Isaac getting a red card. I would love to have seen him missing a whole bunch of games of what, you know, I know the reasons for the red card, but it's like, okay, you're playing without your captain. Let's see what, what uh, uh, Sam is like as a captain. Loved it. We were so <laughs> upset that Sam didn't make the Nigerian yeah. team, but nothing was mentioned of our captain, Isaac, <laughs> not making yeah, a right. team. They were just like, oh, that's it? 
you know? It's just, I I'm like, yeah, I guess. I guess we, you know, we're we're a great club, but we only have like five guys that can make a world club team. <laughs> and then the rest of the team is just relegated, just sitting there watching matches. And even then, it wasn't wasn't really just anything. It's just yeah. sitting watching games. They didn't even show Colin, yeah. you know, play for right? Wales. Seriously, I just thought of that. Yeah. <laughs> like, come on. Uh, and I, I'm wondering, is is Edwin going to make his rival a, a, a restaurant? Because I know he makes the threat, but is that going to be a thing? I don't know. Yeah, with Chicago dogs made of 85% <laughs> horse meat. I did like the little line where he was like, yeah, you know, guys from Chicago. Yeah, yeah. Oh, what was it? It was guys like Scottie Pippen, Obama, and Ferris Bueller. <laughs> yeah, I did like that. That was funny. Like, I also liked... Um, I settled in. I also liked um, Ted's butched up analogy of using Michael Jordan to Sam. That was a nice, nice yeah. kind of like history lesson to people. He's like, oh, Michael Jordan. Well, actually, he's like, oh, shit. <laughs> Maybe it doesn't work in a Because he was short. It was all a tactical reason. Oh, okay. Right. That, that. Little known fact for a nerdy sports audience, Michael Jordan's brother, Larry, was even better than him when they grew up. And he wasn't successful because he was too short. Mm. Michael Jordan is 6'6". Somehow, even though his parents were like five 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 nine, his brother only made it to like five ten or something like that. Even though Muggsy Bogues, you know, was five three, this is true. still able to work. This is true. This is true. You never know, uh, Larry Jordan. Going at Tim, you. two episodes left. I know. I'm sorry. Man. Two episodes That's left. Are we going to skip to like next year? You know, we skipped a whole season. <laughs> no. We skipped a whole season and they just like Ted's already. Richmond won the Premier League. Right. No, oh, Richmond great. won. Yeah. They're in the Champions League now somehow. Ted's left yeah. <laughs> already. Oh That's how I feel that's going to happen. It's weird and Nate out of nowhere. It's like, oh, great. Right. The, uh, uh, Trent's book's been out a year already. New York Times bestseller. Like, we're going to just, I feel like we're going to skip so many things. I have no idea. Cause again, I just, I don't know. I feel like it's almost like I'm just waiting for the show to finish as opposed to excited for where it's finishing. Yeah. If that makes, I still enjoy yeah. the show as a whole. I just, I don't, I don't know this season. There's nothing that's like hooking me that I'm like, Ooh, where's this storyline going? You know? We deserve a coach beard and Jade, uh, Jade, uh, you know, <laughs> right. You know, here, she, she's going to carry 17 axes with her to some <laughs> show. I did like that. Oh, they want to celebrate. She, can't handle she wants to celebrate Nate's spot, bad karma, which I did kind of see what they're doing here, where it's like you start to get a sense when uh, coach asked Ted to go and celebrate Nate's bad karma. And Ted's like, you want to celebrate bad karma by doing something that could cause bad karma. You know, you always get that Ted is feeling bad for Nate, right? Where Beard doesn't care. Beard is like us, like fuck Nate. You know, he hasn't just because yeah. he has a girlfriend doesn't mean that we've forgiving forgiven him. He did a lot. And what I liked in previous seasons is that we had that slow buildup of Nate be turning evil. Subtle things that would pop up, little things here. And so by the even his hair slowly changing color. You know, we had that build, build, build. But now, oh, he's good. He has a girlfriend. Don't worry about it. We like him again. Oh, he left the team. Don't worry about it. So it's like, where's that conflict with Rupert? That's completely gone. So it's like, oh, he sends a letter to to Will. Oh, okay, that's good. Next episode, he would just be like, oh, he's part, he's back. You know, like Ted would be like, oh, I brought, uh, I brought him back three weeks ago. The commentators would tell us <laughs> somehow, you know, just like even even this idea of some people thinking Nate was fired. Some people, and then Nate was like, I left. That could have been an interesting dialogue to happen, you know, on, on social media. Oh, he got fired. Blah, blah, blah. Cause you know, like it would have been great commentary on social media as a whole and how the truth just gets twisted 
through the news cycle. Like, that's something that obviously happens in all kinds of entertainment and definitely prevalent in sports. That would have been interesting to see. But no, that wasn't the storyline at all. We just rushed it. We saw nobody from the club other than May. Yep. Nope. The little fan interaction would have been perfect, talking about what if Messi and Ronaldo were on the same team. Like, wouldn't that be great? But no, like, you know, we're fans of Richmond. We want the Davids to succeed. Like, you know. Yeah. Oh, a little yeah. complex. Yeah. I at least like that Rebecca didn't commit to kissing Rupert. Love that. Because all of a sudden, Rupert was, like, nice for mm-hmm. a bit and soft. And I'm like, oh, no, they're going to do this, mm-hmm. aren't they? Mm-hmm. But I'm glad she was like, no, get out of yeah, here. Yeah, I did like, like, not even like a mini kiss and then no. It was straight up, you know. Like when Keith did your lips touch? It's like, no, right away. <laughs> I like that. Anyway, what do you nerdies think of this season? Two episodes to go. Um, I don't know this full, full confirmation that this is 100% the final season. It's just that the cast and crew have talked about it being the final season. Apple hasn't fully said the final season on paper, but it's pretty much the final season. So with two episodes possibly only to go, what do you nerdies think of this show, of this season? I, w- I won't say what you think of the show because I don't think it affects how much I like the show. A bad season or not, I won't say a bad season, a not as good season doesn't necessarily mean the show is bad but what do you think of this season specifically compared to other seasons find us on social media at the nerdy bunch thank you tim thank you dave my name is english dave and this has been the nerdy bunch review of ted lasso season three episode 10 and if you're a fan of sports check out nerdy sports in some of tim's podcasts he has a lot of interesting discussions full of drama real world drama and uh as always tim keep it nerdy peace